0: Well, hello
1: and welcome to Chucked, all you Chucksters and Chuckettes out there in Chuck's land. Uh, glad to be with you today. It is School Up North week, where we don't wear blue and we don't ye- wear yellow.
0: Is it blue and yellow are the colors? Mays. <laughs> you, no, I think it's yellow. Isn't Most it? Michigan fans say blue and yellow. They don't even know. Well, you know. They don't even know they the, don't they, 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 they the fight song. either. They get on the bandwagon
1: when they start winning, you know, I mean. It'll be amazing if they win Saturday. It'll be amazing. You watch, stand in our atrium and watch all these Mason blue mm-hmm. shirts and jackets come walking in that you've not seen in years. <laughs> okay, it'll be amazing. All these closet m- 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 meat chicken fans
0: come oh, yeah. out of the out of the. And you'll know it too because it's uh, so much of it. It's like the. Uh like the Adidas Michigan stuff.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. It's yeah. the old gear. Yeah, wasn't even exactly. the new gear. But it's big week. And then, of course, uh, the Battle of Ohio, the titanic struggle of an irresistible force meeting an immovable object of the Browns and Bengals meeting each other. <laughs> oh, for the glory days of the 80s when that game mattered. It was, I mean, I remember years was on Monday Night Football, you know. That's mm-hmm. how big it was. And they'd often do it on Halloween night, mm-hmm. you know, the Browns and Bengals and... It looked like a bunch of candy corn out there. Speaking planning.
0: of Monday night, today is Tuesday, and last night was the Holy greatest cow. Monday night game ever. Some it say. was
1: unbelievable. It was just an amazing, amazing game. I will actually, I think I'll go back and watch it again <laughs> because you know Sports Illustrated had a great article last week on how the Chiefs are the future of football. I mean, the innovation they're having with their with their um, you know their their offense is is just ahead of everybody else right mm. now and. It's a perfect storm to the rest of the league because you got Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill Mm. with Patrick Mahomes and amazing. They scored 51 and turned it over five times.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Granted, they they had a, a few turnovers takeaways themselves they right? did I mean, the yeah they did yeah Rams. they did four touchdowns they, right yeah 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 but yeah that's amazing amazing throw in so, three interceptions and do that uh
1: but we have a, a really uh, i love it you know the things you come up with to talk about and um today's topic is we're going to shift immediately to that because it is you know the interesting thing about football is there, football has a singular mission to it Win. that's it Mm-hmm. One of the things I probably, if I had to choose, I'd choose pro football over college football is pro football is unashamedly about winning and money. You know, not that I like that, yeah. but they're just unashamed about their focus. It is a cruel, harsh, reality based business. The objective is very clear. Mm-hmm. And college football sometimes torques my shorts because it. It just is. It's hypocritical, you know, like student athlete and all that. And when you have billions and billions of dollars. It's it's just, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it. As much as I love college football, it's it's the mission is very clear in football, but particularly the pros. So Oz, uh, tee it up and kick us off.
0: So for the last to mix metaphors, there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last six months or a year, I've. Uh, I mean, longer than that, I've wanted to do it, but I just haven't, um, but I've been working on it for, for about over six months, a, uh, a mission statement of sorts um, to align my life in a certain way. And um, so I've done a lot of work on it and uh, I just finished it. Uh, I didn't completely expand upon it and write it all out, but uh, it came out to seven points, which is nice uh, when I, you know, the... Mm-hmm. Um, a the number, number of, the perfection number. The yeah. Number so completion. that was that was nice. Um, we didn't intend on that, right? You just no. It just it came it out to that of everything I needed, and nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Um, but the idea behind it for me, and, and really thinking of why mission steam, what, what's important about it, for those of you who I would hope to encourage you to do this as well, and, and really take some time and thought and into it, is um, you know, you know, it, 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 it so it, it transcends the self. It, um it's, it's, it's that that Telios of self the, mm-hmm. the, the the perfection the full maturation of self um, not that what not the one is there now but that one hopes to get there someday uh, 20 30 40 years from now and so you know I, I'm thinking of the like you wake up in the morning and your whole day is kind of set around, transcending yourself and your present circumstances um and even you know even probably theist Christians can get kind of f- very physical and 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 naturalistic and 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 not think transcendently enough uh, transcendence is is just is just ideology right it's um it's transcending the reality you wake up and you you uh you go make coffee and you turn on the hot water and your ideology is that the hot water won't burn you and you go in the shower and your ideology is that uh, you won't slip and gash your head open in the shower and you drive to work and you arrive in your office and you and you uh, succeeded in your ideology that you wouldn't get in a terrible car wreck on the way to work. And so that all that happens, all that... So there's a lot of transcendence that happens when you put your feet on the floor in the morning, you're transcending reality to, to what you hope to accomplish and, and become. And so thinking from that foundation of it all, um, even the title of it for me, I had to, I had to really specify what, what it was about, that transcending present reality, a present state to a fuller, more full maturation of self. And uh, so uh, I came up with an articulation of being I love, I love long titles an articulation of being colon uh, making one's life maximally useful dash a telios of the future. And I felt that fully um, explained what I wanted, why I wanted to do it and why I've, when and while. How probably, long did it take you to do it? A long time. Well, I mean, you know, six months of thinking and reading and, um, and so I want to expand upon every point and write as much as every point needs of what that means. And, uh, and so, you know, it comes from the, the, there's this great um, thing on knowledge. It's the sequence of knowledge that we uh, look through my notes here and find it uh, embodied the sequence of knowledge is embodied response, imagine imaginative representation, exploration, articulation. So, in so the, the mission statement is the articulation, articulation of being is to articulate. I can, I can, I, I can tell you a little bit what a parallelogram is, but I don't, I don't have enough knowledge to really explain it and articulate it. And if I can't explain and articulate it, then I can't use a parallelogram in my life to make my life better and easier as a tool, right? And so, it's just a, it's a screwdriver that doesn't fit. And um, so, this is articulating myself. And uh, number one is family is the primary ministry of one's existence, Number two, commit one's roots to a people and a place. Number three, devote the vast of one's intellectual resources to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Number four, equip the mind, body, and spirit with discipline. Number five, think, speak, and act only from the authority of scripture. Number six, only speak within the limits of one's knowledge. Number seven, always pray obediently and live quietly with the spirit and man. And so each one of those, it's it's kind of a mark. Like those are kind of markers. Like mm-hmm. if I'm doing like those, I'm doing bullies, yeah. I'm doing some. There's I'm doing something right. Like if if if, I, if number one gets accomplished, um, I'm serving my family the way I need to, yeah. and I'm and I'm making them a priority. And um, so so all of them are you know, and I think there are maybe two of those I do a little bit right now. I think I live pretty quietly, and um, and pray a lot and obediently. Um, But uh, a lot of them I don't do, you know, as we talked about a while back, the political stuff, um, that's an example of something that I just don't, I'm not going to speak or act on something I just don't. It's not within my knowledge, you know. I, not, mm-hmm. I don't. I have not read about it, so I won't. Oh,
1: that so many of culture would take it.
0: that same posture. <laughs> don't talk about what you don't know about. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Old Testament. I just won't talk about. It. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Someone asked, me, I wouldn't mm-hmm. talk about it because I just I haven't. I've only gotten through the commentaries up to the Abrahamic story, so uh, I wouldn't talk about it. And um, so, yeah, that's the articulation of being. That's what I hope to. That's the. That's the. The ideology meeting reality. Of self and I hope to transcend that. My hope is transactively transcending that mm-hmm. into something that isn't yet into something that I hope will be. Um, but one reason I wanted to bring it up is not because I just completed it and it was just quite nice that it ended up being seven points. I like that. But uh, but the mission statements are really important for you and they always have been, mm-hmm. um, as far especially as far as decision-making. Um, so, explain that a little bit of what they mean to you. Well, you know, water... With a container that's channeled can
1: produce power, mm-hmm. but water without a container just makes things wet. <laughs> and uh, so a mission statement for me was putting my life in a container of focus. I can't remember was who said it, are you a wondering generality or a meaningful specific? Mm. So I didn't want to try to be everything to everyone. I wanted to have a particular focus for a long time. And you seem to have that same ethos. You know. You want to have a focus for a long time in one place and just really pound the rock there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and my, my need for that 25 years ago came out of uh, the early experience of so many opportunities come your way. Whoa, I just can't, I, 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 you know, I, I got to have something that filters these opportunities out or else I'll see them all as mandates. Especially when they're good things. It's not like, I mean, if if our choices were good and evil, it'd be easy in some sense. You know what I mean? But our mm-hmm. choices are not good and evil. They're good and best. Good, better, and best. And So when I looked, I remember the Lord speaking to me through Mark 4, 18 and 19, and the parable of the soils. And the last two soils that of the four are really good. But the third one caught my attention. That some people like good soil that has thorns in it, and the thorns choke the seed. And he said, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and make the soil unfruitful.
0: Hmm.
1: And I think that's most people who have faith in our era, in our culture. It's not that they're not incredibly potentialed, soil of being, they have enormous potential. There's just too much stuff in their life. Mm-hmm. There's too much distraction. You know, there he's saying, pressures, possessions, and pursuits will make you unfruitful. So, that was when I thought, okay, I need to have a, something that I filter my decision-making through personally. And in the early 90s, I came up with what was for me a statement that kept my life from being this water without a container or this light without a a focus that just splays everywhere and and is watered down. And uh, so I came up with my my mission. The only way it's changed is it used to be is to take as many people to heaven as I can and bring heaven to as many people as I can. I've changed that. I've shortened it. My mission is to bring heaven to as many people as possible by serving my family. Growing the local church and participating in the world of athletics, so within those three those don't those don't guarantee that my life is simple mm-hmm. but they help be the buoys in the the harbor to keep me off the rocks of complexity mm-hmm. so there were there have been a number of things uh especially sales opportunities and business opportunities and, and things that would I could have done, would have been good, even some now that I face, you know, with some of my hobbies that I think I could easily turn into a business. Mm-hmm. Part of my hesitancy with that is even within the the fact that it, it sort of fits within my mission. It's still, it's it still, it gets into the desires for other things. Mm-hmm. So it's been incredibly helpful to me mm-hmm. throughout the years. Um, Players Box is launching in January, our ministry to students. Part of that is out of the process of mm-hmm. how can I utilize growing the local church and s- s- participating in the world of athletics. It hits both of those. And mm-hmm. that's usually when I know, okay, I think I'm on something here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I'm a big believer in that. It gives a clear, true north. Um, I love it that you're doing that. I wish more people would be thoughtful about their life, because I see too many who are just following, the, you know, just kind of doing what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Your mom and I have rightly been accused sometimes of, why do we make things so hard? <laughs> and that's a justifiable accusation. But part of it is, is I do think this, we're not just, I mean, I, 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 especially me, I'm just not going to follow the crowd just to follow the crowd mm-hmm. and just live like everybody else is living. So, yeah, uh, when you said, hey, this is what we're going to talk about that, it, it definitely perks up my attention. As you can tell, I have a mouthful and a soulful of mm-hmm. thoughts on this subject.
0: Yeah. And one thing I'd like to do, too, is um, part of what went into this that helped it was um, another thing alongside of it. And this will, this is a lifelong work, but, um, you know, kind of come up with a, you know... Um, I don't know. Theology is a pilgrimage, right? I mean and, and mm-hmm. part of part of this is I, I part of my life, my hope is that I, I'm the older I get, the less sure I am about everything except one thing. Gosh, wait and, till you're my age. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, is all you're gonna be sure about and it's a great liberating thing. Yeah, I'd I'd like to get there. And um and so I, I you know, I'd love to write a you know a a doctrine of Austin theology and chip away away at it, you know? That's fantastic. I love that. Austin theology. Build it up to in the next 10, 20 years. And then chip, and then, and once I feel like like it's, it's, it has enough fruit, you know, and and it has enough body to it, um, chip away at it because there, you know, there are things that I want to believe about myself, about, about, about Jesus, about uh, humanity, uh, I have ideologies, and I have and I have real propositional experience, and um, and so weighing the, the truth of all those things, and and what I'm sure of, and what I'm not, I'd love to, I'd love to, I'd love to honestly only believe in one thing, and I so I so I um, so I'm transcending, you know, reality into ideology that I that I my ideology is that I want to believe in only one thing, but I want but I'm but I'm currently not honestly there yet. There are things that I, you know, I, I, I act on, and um, there those those core beliefs that direct my behavior. That um, I don't, so I don't honestly believe, only believe in one thing yet, and I'd like to get to that point. And one of the things that inspired me to do that a while back was Bob Russell's. He has a blog and um, your mentor, and uh, and he had a kind of a lifelong work here. are Fourteen biblical truths I stand by, I won't compromise on, hmm. and uh, you know. Took him fifty years of ministry to get to fourteen mm-hmm. truths to stand by. But, His book, um, by the way, Seven Things That I Learned from Forty Years of Ministry, is really
1: good. You ought to mm-hmm. read that. Oh, it's right there. Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. You mm-hmm. know, things that he would do differently and
0: things he would do again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I you know this is all kind of the beginning stage. I feel like the the mission statement needed to come first, the articulation of being to know who, where I, where my feet were. You know, uh, first before I move along. Um, because the yeah the Austine theology would would is it's pretty complicated, but um, I'd like to go along with this and and also expand upon each one of these seven, um, yeah. uh, hopes of my life. You know, of of give biblical reason for them, give um, um, give them more of an embodied philosophy, not just a uh, a mere. St- you know statement the correspondence theory of truth the the and the and the there's three components of it and the first one is uh, is sentence is as, a, as a truth maker and sentences don't just hold up as a truth maker right you need a, you need mm-hmm. a truth bearer and you need a uh, proposition to go along with that to have Qualify for the correspondence theory of truth, so I just have sentences right now. Mm-hmm. They don't mean so they don't mean yeah, anything. But again, those are those are
1: I don't know you know those are seven pillars. Those Absolutely, seven, that's what they mm-hmm. are. I, I I I like I would love to see you. I think it fits you. Uh, we'll get, I'd like to get into the what's what's the how of developing a mission statement. We ought to make sure we cover that yeah. before we close. But for our Chucksters and Chuckettes out there, but I would love it when it fits within your mission statement, I would love for you to be sort of our on-site professor, you know, of mm-hmm. theology and 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 really lead, uh, fo- have someone who focuses on leading us down our people who are hungry for theological depth, who are hungry for apologetic mm-hmm. foundations for the faith, and it's just such a passion of yours, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this hearing you say this mission statement, it it reminds me of what I've been thinking of lately, and 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 that is you know an ongoing learning journey of theology for people, Yeah. where they can dialogue and go deeper. You're a perfect person to lead that.
0: One uh, thing I found about the, the studying the fivefold this year, the Apest uh, of Ephesians four one through sixteen is um, Apest is apostle, prophet, prophet evangelist, evangelist, shepherd, shepherd, shepherd teacher. teacher. by the way. Um, so yeah, the the. You know, i ne- I've always felt distance from the, the apostle. I just, it never resonated with, you know, I just, I never got it. I never got it. Mm-hmm. Never got it. Um, Hirsch made, Alan Hirsch made something really clear. Hirsch uh, um, is, a, is a writer um, about the missional church and, uh, but he wrote a book uh, about the apest this year. It's great. And uh, it's called 5Q, I think, um, for um, quotation, five quotation, but um he, he said that one of the, and I've never seen it before in the apostle, but the, uh, you know, the part of the apostle is the sent out one, the goer, the doer, mover, uh, but a crucial component of the apostle I've never read before and re- looked into and realized that, but you clearly see in Paul um, is mm-hmm. the, uh, the one who holds, who, who brings people back to mm-hmm. the truth and, and the mm-hmm. theology and the learning. Um, There's a strong the doctrinal... Strain in mm-hmm. the apostle, and I just—I just don't think I've ever seen that. You know, I just mm-hmm. never, never saw that. But, um, but yeah, it's—I—I—I'd uh, I'd, I'd hope that um, you know people would come up with their own, their own articulation of being. Mm-hmm. Because, as I said, I bet the best way I could, in, in thinking about this: how do I? You know, I can make sense of it in my mind, but how do I talk about it? But it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like some kind of math equation, some kind of parallelogram or something that I can tell you on a really surface what it is, but I can't articul- artic- articulate it enough for you to understand it if you don't understand it. And so, I don't have knowledge of it. And if I don't have that kind of art- articulated knowledge of it, then I can't use it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's not useful. Mm-hmm. It's just. A, I wonder how many people are listening to this and they're Googling parallelogram right now. Yeah, well, it's not how to fill out a you know, tax form.
1: <laughs> you didn't
0: learn that in high school, but you learned parallelograms. parallelogram. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's just, it's just exactly. stupid
0: things. I mean, how much stupid stuff we're taught, <laughs> know. you know? Yeah. But we can articulate things that are not useful. Yeah. You know, we can articulate political ideology that is not useful. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we, are just all kinds of things. And, um, but our, to articulate something that's meaningful, a meaningful ideology that leads one to a better, a better life, and, and, and that betters the people around them too. Um, well, that's, that's something to, yeah. that's an ideology to pursue and to, to, to transcend our current reality. Yeah. I, let's go, to, let's shift.
1: And I want to hear your thoughts because we got to hear already your process of giving your life focus. That's really what yeah. this is. Um, I never really stuck at our church, but I still believe in it in my core. Um, someday I may start a church based on the play idea in that, you know, if you help people understand, then this is the way to admit, because it came out of my life is where play came out of, help people understand their, their, their personality. You know, are you more introverted, extroverted? Are you more task-oriented or more people-oriented? And that's not to put people in a corner, but you're going to have a certain amount of focus based on if if you're leaning more toward extroversion and introversion, I mean, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and such. Uh, th- and that's critical. That helps narrow down my focus. L stands for your learnings. So, what have you learned in life? And all three of mine came out of, uh, my phases of my mission statement came out of, I've learned, you better put family first because you can save the world. And if you don't love your family, you've lost. What does it profit a... A leader, if they gain the whole world and forfeit their family, and the the local church is the greatest organization for for eternal good in the world, and so those two things came out of learnings. And of course, in athletics, something I was naturally passionate about that I could see the heavens being brought into pretty naturally. A stands for your abilities. What are you gifted at? Do you have an inventory of your talents and abilities, your spiritual gifts, that when you become a Christ follower, the Holy Spirit energizes you. I never knew until I sent her to Christ that I had a gift of communication, gift of teaching, gift of knowledge, but that came out of a surrender. And then Y stands for your yearnings. Where, What do you want to see change in the world? Where do you want to see the kingdom of the heavens come on earth? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for me is... is uh, Through the local church, I want to see the outsider brought inside. You know, that's my yearning. I can't stand to see um, the outsider left out because of religion. It is, uh, in Popeye's words, that's all I can stands. I can't stands no more. You know, Mm -hmm. that's your yearning. And uh, um, so, hence, I love leading a church that makes it accessible for the outsider. So, that limb, you know, boom, right there. That that Mm P-L-A-Y... Personality learnings abilities, and yearnings, it really helps if you're if you're wondering how do I begin this, that's mm-hmm. the place to begin with your mission statement, carving that out.
0: yeah, yeah yeah, well, I, uh, yeah I, I think I do I, I, I think I do okay with examining the self, and so i don't I don't mean to assume that people have such a efficient time. Examining the self. Uh, I did this Enneagram thing. I hate personality tests. Absolutely hate them. Why do you All hate sorts them of, so much? I just don't need someone to tell me
1: what I already know. I,
0: I know. I just feel like well, I... But maybe you have good self-awareness. I, yeah. well, Maybe that's maybe one thing. Maybe you think you have self-awareness, but you really don't. Haha! Have you ever maybe, thought about that? Maybe, yeah. Um, uh, not, yeah, I'm not self-aware if you think you're in self-aware, totality, Maybe you're not self-aware. I'm, I'm self-aware to a degree, <laughs> <laughs> to a degree that's necessary for me to function well okay. enough yeah. when I'm by myself. Well, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I did this enneagram thing, and, um, and it was it was uh, it t- it told me everything I already knew about myself. I don't. Well, I don't, good, and that's confirmation. You know, just, but but I think for other people that could that can that can also be a a place to start. Um, with maybe knowing how you think, and it can be useful for other yeah, people. Yeah, I got to do that. See, cause I was born without mirrors.
1: I don't mm-hmm. have, I do not have an accurate self assessment. Mm-hmm. And because shame enters that picture, I will, I will, di- I'm, I'm uh, the best mirror I have are distortion carnival mirrors. So mm-hmm. I need things like that yeah. to help me go, okay, yeah, this is maybe who I am.
0: Could another tool be, you know, you and I have read so many biographies and autobiographies of, you know, memoirs, you know, uh, that 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 gives us a language of just articulating a life. No question. Um, is, that, is that can that be a helpful tool for someone?
1: No question. You know, and you you when you do a lot of reading, it's the next best thing to traveling. Reading biography and memoir is the next best best thing to traveling, both geographically and in time. <laughs> You know, if I could be a time traveler, I'd go spend some time hiding in Abraham Lincoln's closet <laughs> while he's in meetings with mm-hmm. Seward and his cabinet, you know, yeah. but I can't do that. But I can read Doris Kearns Goodwin's Team of Rivals, mm-hmm. where I get to kind of travel in that time. And they're, they're, that's the next best thing is, and because you see, oh, I care about that, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want that to happen, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, yeah. and... Uh, there's just if when in doubt, read history and biography because it helps you see points of connection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: points of yearning. You mm-hmm. know where you you want to see the world changed.
0: I think that's one of the things that made me this spill out. You know, I didn't know when I was actually going to write those those points down or however many they would be. Or, but I think one of the things that made it spill out was uh, reading Eugene Peterson's memoir, The Pastor. And it's one of the, the, the some of the richest prose I've just ever read. I mean, it's up, He's amazing. I mean, it's, it's He's up underrated, there with... isn't it? What is it about you and guys named Peterson, man? You, you two guys,
1: George yeah, Peterson and yeah. Eugene. Yeah. Like that's sometimes true. you're talking to me about Peterson. I don't know if you're Ray talking about Peterson, Eugene. My favorite Ray movie Peterson, Peterson
0: yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite movie characters. Yeah, one of oh my favorite movie characters from the Birds.
1: Your, your, your handle on email my used spam to be, handle <laughs> it used to be Ray, Ray Peterson. Peterson 24. That's how much. How many times yeah. did
0: you watch the Birds? Oh, it was too many times. Yeah. Too many uh, times. Underrated. Yeah. Undervalued comedy. Tom Hanks and Corey Feldman. You can't get much oh better. Oh my gosh! And, and Corey Dern. Fisher, Bruce, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher, Bruce Dern. yeah,
1: yeah, Bruce Stern, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I need to watch that again. But
0: yeah, you know, the, Peterson the reading, uh, reading that book is just it kind of made it spill out because this is a guy that's uh, he's going through his life and uh, and my favorite writer, favorite books of all time, were Carl Ave Knausgaard, the Norwegian writer. So I think that's, that's maybe what's, it's helped me move me along to, to get this done. But the sooner you can get it done, the the, the better because then you have a, you have a focus at least for the year or or the. Well, you know what you know. What book really influenced me in my mission
1: of growing a local church in this era was Howard Schultz's "Pour Your Heart Into It."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a remarkable, <laughs> underrated how he took the Starbucks name and then built a brand of the third place. Mm-hmm. All right, first place is home, second place is work. Everybody needs a third place mm-hmm. where everybody knows your name. Mm-hmm. The words of Cheers and. And uh, that the local church should be a third, a safe place, a third place. And and I discovered a yearning there. Was like I want to, I want to help create. And we haven't done it yet. You know, we're we're still like I've been at this for twenty years yeah. since I read that book, and still, still climbing and clawing to create a place that's, it's that kind of community. So yeah,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I and mean, it can be something as deep as what you just described. What was the book you just said?
0: Uh, the mem- the, memoir? the memoir, yeah, uh, the pastor. Eugene oh, you know Peterson. the other one. You just mentioned another one. Um,
1: oh, Carl mentioned- uh, Ave Yeah. So yeah. I don't even know what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> that's so beyond me. But sometimes it's not necessarily something that's old or or really classic, you know. Um, but if it's if it's truth, there's so many things and pour your heart into it that I identify with trying to help build a community of experience about
0: community i think aside from uh family and jesus the thing that my statement and your statement has in common would be the uh the commitment to a the the commitment to a people and a place mm-hmm. and uh you know when i when i signed off that 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 uh that those seven points um had a note of, of pistis, the faithful, the word faith Paul uses that would, we would really more accurately know as loyalty, a -hmm. loyalty to Christ, a loyalty to the the church. Um, So, you know, the, going back to Eugene Peterson, I think we might've shared this on here or maybe we just, you and I just talked about it, but a quote he shared of um, how William Faulkner, he only, William Faulkner, the great writer, as I lay dying and many others, he only knew a few square miles of his Mm -hmm. hometown, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And he wrote some of the greatest literature of the 20th century that have been made into dozens of plays and, each coast, but he knew um, it well, didn't he? He knew it well, and, and that's and Eugene Peterson said he wanted to know his church. He wanted to know the tooth, the few square miles of his church of his, and by church he meant the people, mm-hmm. their hearts, their souls. As a pastor, and um, you know, so in the age of, of the individual, even even a mission statement as, as great as it, as righteous as it sounds and and good as it sounds, it can really just be an extension of this individualism. You know if it's not, if it doesn't incorporate.
1: It really can The
0: out yeah, it, can. it all. It
1: can be very self-centric. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Even, even though it may have virtuous aspirations, it can still be very self-centric.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, you know, something you and I share very deeply is that it happens to be this place, but a commitment to a place because, um, you know, as we close this out, I'll tell you this, you know, you, you, you You just can't grow if you're always switching places.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) You just can't grow. You're not, you know, it's, it's, you're not going to grow is is when you stick with a place and, and get to know that one and a half square miles Mm -hmm. really well and grow old with people. And that's just a huge, as you know, huge value of mine. Mm -hmm. And, um. I've been privileged to be able to be in one place a long time, but I've also persevered to be in one place a long time. Yeah, and I had a lot, of, as you know, a lot of quitting points.
0: Much of life is about outlasting.
1: It really is. It really is. Yeah. I don't. I'm not impressed with flashy people, with flashy state missions, but I'm impressed with faithful people. Mm-hmm. When somebody says, "I've been at so and so," I did this for 25 years. They, that, I mean, I just always say that gets my attention. Because there's just so much disappointment that you have to deal with when, in yourself and in others when you've been in one place for 20, 25 years or one task, you know. and, mm-hmm. um, and That is, that is I could just unpack that forever mm-hmm. because I've been able to do that and hopefully um, I'll finish the race, keep the faith, fight the good fight here for a lot longer Mm -hmm. I love talking about this I love talking about focus and mission and um, I, I just applaud you and I You know, I was about your age when I came up with my mission statement. And it's really appropriate that mine's not nearly as deep as yours is. That is
0: just so right on. Mine's just stretched out. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's horizontal. It's horizontal. It's not depth. Yeah. It's it's stretched out horizontally. It's really
1: good. It's seven pillars. It's seven buoys in the harbor that'll give you focus. I can tell you, it'll keep you off the rocks. Mm. You know, it'll keep you off the rocks of complexity and distraction Mm. and uh, lack of focus. So... Uh, hey, Chucksters and Chuckettes, Hope you've you you've gotten something out of this today, um, and hopefully you'll find your play style that your mission statement fits into. Until next time on Chucked, go Bucks!